Hey y'all, welcome to the Art from Debris Extended Play Podcast. That's the AFDEP podcast. I just wanted to share a little bit about what this podcast is about, so hopefully that you can navigate it well. Uh, this is a podcast for deep thinkers, creative wordsmiths, doodlers, masters with a brush, and even those who don't even know they are artists yet. Life is art and we are all making something. My name is Brad Everett, but on this podcast, I will be going by the name Say Low. That is a name that was given to me by a South African friend and it is deep to me. It is actually my, my poetry stage name. I am first a visual artist whose medium of choice is acrylic paint, but words have also become an important medium for me. This podcast is where we will paint with words. I pray that the words I share commune with the words in your heart and your mind and that they make life a little bit more vibrant. Now, this podcast is like a gallery of gallery of poetry where I will share a piece and then share some commentary to bring clarity to the themes and main meanings of the poetry. And I hope that in this, all of us are encouraged to continue making art out of life's debris. Enjoy, y'all. There it is. Yep. Broken and different. That's what we, we are instigating deference. And all for the brilliance of heaven's brightest star. Live with us in lessons and deadening decadence. Devastating malevolence and all its scars. Simply scores. Let's make art from our life's debris. Till life becomes our masterpiece. No lease. Just owners. We're making things right is our cause. I think we got it. Words create something out of nothing. The feeling of love is created by three simple words. These are my words. I share them out of love, hoping that you add the words of your heart and mind. And let's see what we create together. Auction block is locked and loaded locked and stocked and with my people, mm. the product, who were the original bold and beautiful, whose story was a pure marriage to Africa, Africa. and each other. And it was more than Aboriginal custom. We were made to be more than just some tools sold without batteries. And yet we were sold single. Pay for the father, but the children are sold separately unless you're willing to spend more. Because the auction block is stocked and never low. Never low Next stop, the club, where when the music drops like gunshot, Pow. people tend to drop it low. And drunk men watch women like department stores, security watches black folk. And the auction block thickens when middle fingers get thrown up, up if you're single. single. But, but being a sober Bible believer, I would instead high five the invisible because I had to be true to my morals. But at the same time, let these women know I was available right here. Cause the auction block was stocked and in the product I put my hope where even in church I searched for the one who would complete my glow And defeat this slow death of singleness and lonely sense of time Where I just wanted a hand to hold on to My pursuit was to have a cake without candles Made for two, two. Me and that lost you in my life Till I realized I had put marriage on what I thought was a pedestal but what was really an auction block as if women were being sold I would check them out just to fulfill my own personal marriage goal Funny how my outlook on being single made women out to be something like slaves and me something like a field negro 
where marriage was a house and I was just waiting for my turn to be inside. Just to be inside? What is it? There's a field thing, bro. The auction block's been set on fire. Let it burn. And I watched the flames engulf my desires. I had to replace them with a passion that's higher than my highest level of thinking. Allow Jesus to talk and my thoughts to start sinking. Breaching the hierarchy of values I had in my soul. Until my heart began preaching that God was all that mattered and single devotion to Him is what scatters legions of lonely feelings. Unveiling real beauty and worth. Unearthing inner magnificence that no human deserves but can only receive as a gift, sure enough. which is why my wife is not my holy antidote to singleness, nor are we incomplete people needing each other to exist. She is more like a poem that can stand on its own, a single verse which in itself can be a song. She is more like a self-sustaining universe that only God gives, worthy of eternal marvel. We explore how two universes evolve to become one. Presented to God, single. Welcome, welcome all to the AFDEP podcast, Art from Debris EP podcast. Uh, on this podcast, I go by the name Saylo. Most of my friends know me as Brad, Brad Everett, um, but here I am Saylo because I am. Uh, entering to my spoken word space uh, For those who don't know me I am a straight African American man Husband to a Haitian woman And father to two multi-ethnic Afro-Caribbean black boys uh, I was religiously raised In a black missionary Baptist church I experienced disenfranchisement And social hurt Attached to racial injustice and ignorance I experienced complexity As I build loving relationships with friends Who are same-sex attracted Who are figuring out gender and who are dealing with various abuses and as me and my wife learn to love within our theologically diverse uh, divergent beliefs concerning sexuality I experience complexity in all of this and I speak from this place as a Jesus follower who knows that the Christian world doesn't always provide listening ears or open hearts but I have found such a deep hope in Jesus and I hope that you find some hope with me today I welcome you and all your complexity to this podcast. You just heard the poem Auction Block. And with that poem is because I use that poem because today the word that we're going to be talking about is objectification. What is objectification? For me, my, my, my definition is uh, anyone who is used instead of value for their full humanity and worth so when i think about objectification i'm talking about the objectification of human beings um and it and that word has made me uh think about uh you know what that means for men and women and even in art uh when this uh when i think about this subject one of the main places i recognize that the objectification of women is is in art there is a reason that women in their sexuality have been used to sell products and yet we find it hard to name a famous female painter subjectification which is also linked to misogyny but you know that's for another podcast uh 
There have been groups, groups like the Guerrilla Girls, a collective of women artists and art professionals who work to fight discrimination and raise awareness of the issue that women face in the art world. In 1989, the Guerrilla Girls produced a screen print uh, that was not titled, but one of the prominent titles in the art piece says, Do Women Have to Be Naked to Get into the Met Museum? Ouch. Um, and on that same poster, or excuse me, that uh, that art piece, it states that less than 5% of the artists in the modern art sections of the Met are women, but 85% of the news are female. It is a terribly, a terribly obvious fact that women are objectified in the U.S. and somehow we've learned to live with it. Now, why do I bring that up? Why do I say all that, man? Uh, it's because of my wrestling with this issue. I actually, when I began to write poetry, I started writing poetry in college. Um, well, seriously writing it in college, having done it through journaling all my through most of my life. I, I I couldn't write a poem about women. I stayed away from the subject. I believe women should be the ones who establish how they are portrayed in poetry and to that for that matter in art. So I really just couldn't write anything concerning women. But something changed. After dating, being engaged and then married to my now wife, I finally felt I could write a poem and felt I felt the urge to write a poem that dipped allowed me to dip my toes just a toe in the waters of the full female humanity the poem you heard was my response to the objectification to women which i think has also influenced the idolization of marriage um and i just want to talk about that to y'all let's get into it first the metaphor of an auction block is used throughout the poem um, and that's because uh, similar to the way black bodies were for sale during slavery, man, that that's maybe the first thing that came to mind when I thought about, man, for me, and as I like really search how I've objectified women in my life and, and the ways I've had to repent of that, uh, uh, man, how, what, what has it been like? And for me, it was, it was like the auction block. It is that I would you know, you're looking at women, you're thinking about, hey, really, is, is you know, is lust at first sight, and you're looking at them and trying to see what's your option, but so I say lust at first sight, but even the, maybe somebody with pure intentions, you know, it's like, um, you're not necessarily enjoying just the full humanity that you're experiencing in front of you, but you're trying to gauge, you're trying to judge whether this person is the one for you, this is, this is like, I feel like even with, the, for me, even with my purest intentions, it was still uh, some objectification, some selfishness in that. Um, and so uh, for me, in order to, to bring, uh, to maybe bring out the, the darkness in that, uh, the, one of the most maybe vibrant yet uh, grotesque images I could think of was the auction block um, and I say even in my poetry because the auction block is stocked and never low next stop the club where when the music drops like gunshot people tend to drop it low when I when I was in uh, college I mean that 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 was where people went to have fun and then that's what it looked like it, you know you're trying to take someone home or you're trying to dance up on somebody it's like you just everybody's using each other um, at least that's my experience in, in being in that place. And I had to, 
I had to really deal with that and understand how that is actually affecting me now and how I um, treat my wife, how I how I give people advice, how I how I disciple men or advise my friends and like how they should uh, you know operate within their relationships. Um, and then I also talked about how I say because the auction block was stocked and in the product. I put my hope for even in church I searched for the one who would complete my glow is it might be just me but I just it felt like in, in Christian circles man that that marriage and society as a whole but even in Christian circles it continued that marriage was like this ultimate goal it's the ultimate thing that you're going it's like God and then right with God or after God is like marriage the thing that you pursued that you pursued um and again, I, I, I line that up. I say I, I go into the church because I, I, I use it because it's almost the same thing like the club. In the club, people are obviously looking and trying to hook up. Uh, in church, it's almost like a sacred uh, space to like look and to seek. But for me, there's still some kind of objectification that I felt in that Um and, and so that's why I, I use the images of like club and church in both places where an auction block theme is happening. So there were two things that I had to rethink and kind of do a total wipe and really rethink. And that was both marriage and singleness. In marriage, there's a the line in this poem that says, Till I realized I had put marriage on what I thought was a pedestal, but what was really an auction block as if women were something to be sold. Um, and that's how I felt. I felt like, oh, man, is, is that really it? Is that, uh, you know, uh, is that how I should be thinking about marriage and singleness? And is it in its proper place? There's also a line in there that says, uh, made women out to be something like slaves and me something like a field Negro where marriage was the house and I was just waiting for my turn to be inside. Now, of course, those lines have a lot of innuendo in it. Um, but it's those lines are mixing both the metaphor of marriage, being on a pedestal and being the, the just want to be in that house, just a place that you really want to go to. Um, but it's also uh, hinting at the objectification of women. It's like if I'm the field Negro, excuse me, and then the women, uh, the, the, the house Negro women, you know, those are the ones you really want to get at. Um, and so it's using that metaphor and, and it's intentionally playing on the historical darkness of those images. Um, not to say that black women were historically dark, but just like the way they were objectified is playing on that objectification and drawing some parallels to like my way of thinking, how I was thinking and, and really pushing the observer or the reader to think about like the necessity of like a full rethink of marriage um, and the necessity of that. Um, and then of course, the, uh, there's things about singleness that I have to talk about also. And right before I start talking about singleness and going into like the theme of singleness, uh, there's a turn in the poem. And that turn in the poem is where I say the auction block's been set on fire. And I watched the flames engulf my desires. I had to replace them with a passion that's higher than my highest level of thinking. And that's just pointing out like, uh, the need for a full rethink of all this stuff. Uh, understanding that just I, I hadn't got quite gotten it right yet. Um, 
And so there's a need for a full wipe and a rethink of both marriage and singleness. So in that full wipe, one of the things I had to rethink was singleness and what it meant. Um, because according to like what I had taken in from church and from friends, it's like nobody wants to be single. Um, but uh, that this kind of full wipe and rethinking of things made me rethink singleness and actually came for me and actually came to, I actually came to the conclusion that man marriage and singleness both are great things good things um and that that comes out why I believe that at the very end of the poem but uh, the the part about singleness is where I say that God was all that mattered and single devotion to him is what scatters legions of lonely feelings um and so one of the things that I had to think about is like what does it mean to be singly devoted to God like what does that mean and then secondly, that made, when I thought about that from God's perspective, it made me think about um, my wife, but she was my girlfriend then, um, differently. And it says, which is, well, actually, let me correct myself. She was my wife when I wrote this because I said my wife in a poem. I am remembering wrong. Um, but uh, I say in the poem, which is why my wife is not my holy antidote to singleness, nor are we incomplete people needing each other to exist. It's the whole, like, I had to rear against that, that uh, like, you complete me type deal. It's like, actually, I, I found I'm, I'm good and full all by myself. So is my wife. Uh, if anything, once I got to know her, it was like, I'm in danger of making her less than like <laughs> she's making me better um and that's why i say she is more like a poem that can stand on its own a single verse which in itself could be a song and then this part i, I was as i was writing it, i was like it's more it's more like it's not capturing what it means to be with this woman in her full humanity and the thing that came the, the the line that got me the closest to that was to say she is more like a self-sustaining universe that only god gives um and that got me the closest i could get because i really felt like man all the complexity of a universe and 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 being in it and around in it and around it in the universe but never understanding the fullness of it no matter how much you search i feel like that gets at the essence of what it means to be in relationship with another person that's what it meant for me to be in relationship with my wife um uh and so going all the way back to the word about objectification um uh for me it was understanding that man my wife is more like a self-sustaining universe that only God gives, worthy of eternal marvel. And we explore how two universes become one. That For me, that was marriage. is like two universes, both of us complete and self-sustaining because of God, with God in the center. Uh, but we are presented to God single, like as one. Um, uh, and so when, if I go all the way back to the idea of objectification, the thing that I learned, uh, one is that, uh, maybe the single thing that I learned is that we are all self-sustaining universes, worthy of eternal marvel. Like that's all of us. Um, and when we experience each other, we get to give, get peeks into that. Um, and what I hope is that, man, we don't forget that. That we are all self-sustaining universes worthy of eternal marvel.
Until next time, y'all, keep making art from debris. This has been the Art from Debris EP, part of the Art from Debris podcast brand found on all major podcast platforms. I have been your host, Celo. You can find me on Instagram at Celo Poetry. That's S E L L O poetry on instagram and until next time y'all keep making art from the breeze which in itself can be a song she is more like a self-sustaining universe that only god gives worthy of eternal marvel we explore how two universes evolve to become one presented to god single